I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. We've been fighting this for some time. We took a huge step forward today, moving from orange to yellow. Now, there are some exceptions around the state. As you heard the governor mention, there are a few counties, Salt Lake City, West Valley City, both are still remaining in the orange risk category. But most of the state, we are taking huge strides towards reopening for business, and it feels wonderful. And here in the state of Utah, we are doing phenomenally well. And that's being recognized by organizations and agencies and municipalities and uh, all the powerful movers and shakers around the world. I was reading an article in Forbes magazine just yesterday, and it talks about the U.S. cities best positioned to recover from the coronavirus. Now, the article also points out the 10 worst cities positioned to recover from this coronavirus. I'll read those to you if I have time later, but uh, no, no need to kick them while they're down. They know their problems. Uh, and if I need to fill some airtime later on, I'll give you a list of those losers. But right now, I want to celebrate the goodness because on that list, on that list, of the 10 U.S. cities best positioned to recover from the coronavirus, there are two Utah cities, two of them. Utah's capital city, Salt Lake City, and Provo. Provo, Utah is on the top 10 list of those cities best positioned to recover from the coronavirus. I want to share with you some of the thoughts from uh, Zions Bank senior economist uh, Robert Spendlove. He was on KSL Television just the other day speaking to reporter Lad Egan, and he uh, very concisely talked about the characteristics uh, of, of us here in Utah and of our cities here in Utah, which are leading to just the sorts of results that are being recognized around the world. And that's what really what we've got in Utah. That's kind of our secret sauce is we've got a, a really good workforce. We've got great employers and we've got good conditions for success. Joining me on the line now is the mayor of Provo City, Utah, Mayor Michelle Kafusi. Uh, mayor, welcome to the program. Hi, Lee. Thanks so much for having me on. It's good to hear your voice again. Thank you so much. Congratulations to you and to your city and to this recognition which is being uh, rained down on you for, uh, for the, the great good positioning that your city enjoys being ready to bounce back from this coronavirus. Uh, I should point out, uh, Mayor, uh, also running for lieutenant governor alongside uh, John Huntsman, Jr. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that race, of course. Uh, but, Mayor, we we're t speaking to you today in your capacity uh, as the leader of a city described by some as one of the best positioned to recover from this coronavirus. What's so special about Provo? Well, I, I can go on for hours. How long's your show? Because Provo is the most amazing city in the world. But let me tell you what's special about Provo that I believe had some impact on us landing in the top 10 cities in the nation. Uh, I would probably start with talking about our population. Our density is lower, and that is better. 
Our job offerings are requiring degrees, and we're a college town, so that plays in our favor. Um, another thing is the growth in the economy before the pandemic. We were doing really well. Our trajectory was straight up until the pandemic hit. But then when it hit, it didn't have as big an impact as I think most cities were for a couple reasons. Number one, we have a stable economy because a lot of the employees in our city work for the hospital or BYU, and these are solid organizations that the pandemic isn't going to shut down. So that's been really helpful. Um, another piece is that it just signals that Provo is positive and we are constantly looking for the brighter days to come. It's difficult to it, it's difficult to create some of the scenarios you've described. It's, it's difficult to create a, a a younger population. It's difficult to create a less dense uh, makeup of those living in your city. But what what advice would you maybe give to some of these cities who aren't faring as well as Provo and Salt Lake City as they uh, look to assess how they'll recover from this coronavirus? Well, I, I hate to give advice because I've always been really focused on on my city, and, and I actually learn a lot from other people. I'm a big believer in collaboration, but something I have done along this whole pandemic piece is I have been collaborating with all the right people, and I haven't put any strict um, mandates in place. I believe in the people of Provo. I believe in um, their ability to self-regulate. And I trust them, and I think because I've been able to show that I trust them, they trust me, and that has played in our favor. Another piece is since I became the mayor three years ago, I focused on saving for the rainy day fund in the city, and I am just proud to say we're at the highest it's ever been in the history of Provo, and now that it's raining, I am planning to pull from that rainy day fund to help and to compensate because that's what rainy day funds are for. How, talk to me specifically about that. What, what are your plans to, to leverage the strength of this rainy day fund? Well, it's budget season for all municipalities right now. As anyone that, well, I, every time I say that, I think of my kids because they look at me when I talk and think, we don't care, Mom. But some people care <laughs> sure. that it's budget season. And um, so we have been really careful. We've done been very surgical about how we've handled our budget and for next year because that's where it's going to impact us. I've always stated I don't want this pandemic to ride on the back of our employees because it's not their fault that we've had a pandemic. And so that's the piece where I've decided to dig into our rainy day fund and cover that gap so that my employees can still get their merits, my employees can um, – there won't be any jobs lost. They, we want to protect the full-time employees, and all of these things can't happen when you have a gap. But if you have a rainy day fund, you can, you can fill that gap with the rainy day fund. We have had to make some cuts, but again, not significant to where we're laying off hard workers that families depend on their paycheck. Yeah. We're speaking with Provo City Mayor Michelle Kafusi, also running for Lieutenant Governor alongside John Huntsman Jr. And the occasion of this conversation has to do with a ranking, a ranking published in Forbes magazine, which puts Provo on a top 10 list for the best cities uh, or the best positioned cities to recover from this coronavirus. Quite an accomplishment. 
Mayor, you mentioned freedom. You mentioned not putting in place any orders which carry with them the force of law. No one in Provo was afraid of uh, being handcuffed or fined. That was not the decision made by every mayor uh, of the cities and counties around the state of Utah. Did those other mayors who put orders in place, did they make a mistake? Well, I, I really do love all the mayors, and I respect them, and I learn from them. But the difference is I know my people in Provo, and I, I know um, how best to manage them. And so I just made a personal decision that that's not the type of mayor I am. That's not how I run my city. And the beauty of it is is the citizens responded, and they responded well. We have done so well in Provo. And thank heavens that we didn't have to put an order in place because that's not the kind of mayor I am. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Mayor, thank you for your time. Thank you for your leadership in the city of Provo, and congratulations on your appearance here on this list. Let's hope that other cities around the state and around the country uh, follow the example of Provo. Mayor Michelle Cafusi, thank you. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate you. Uh, I have 10 seconds left. I'm going to tell you the losers on the list. Here we go. Uh, from the bottom, let me scroll down here, make sure that uh, I get it all right. Uh, here are the poorest positions, poorest positioned cities to recover from the coronavirus. Detroit, Honolulu, Los Angeles, McAllen, Texas, Miami, Florida, New Haven, Connecticut, New York City. That probably has to do with population density. That's the case also on these other cities. Philly, Stockton, California, and Tampa, Florida. So let's be praying for those folks uh, as they've got a, a tough road to hoe ahead of them. Going to take a quick break. and When we come back, we're talking about video games. Brigham Young University tells me they might not rot your brain. We'll go through the details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.